Welcome to the Build Wealth Canada podcast, where it's all about becoming debt-free, accelerating your wealth, and taking control of your money. Now, here's your host, Cornell Schreiber. Hey, it's Cornell, and welcome to the Build Wealth Canada show. Today, we're going to focus on how to best track your investments as well as your net worth. Now, this, of course, is critical as you need this data to determine how much more do you need to be financially independent and retire, and whether you are trending in the right direction, i.e., is your net worth actually growing to get you closer to that early retirement and financial independence number. Now, tracking your net worth and investments is no longer something that you have to do manually by tediously entering your numbers from all your different accounts into a spreadsheet and then having to do that boring data entry over and over again every time that you want an update. So for this episode, I brought on the creators of two free tools available to Canadians. The first is a net worth tracking tool called Wealthica, while the second is an investment tracking and automation tool called Passive, which I've already been using for years to manage, automate, and get reports on my investment portfolio. Now, what's really neat is that recently the tools have actually become integrated with each other. So I also wanted to have both founders on to learn more about how this integration saves us time as the end users and helps automate our investment and net worth tracking even further. All right, let's get into our guest bios. Brendan is a serial entrepreneur and co-founder of Passive, an investing app that lets you be your own robo-advisor. With a background in robotics and AI, Brendan started Passive to help Canadians take control of their investments. Passive integrates directly with your brokerage account to make it easy to follow a target portfolio, invest new cash, and rebalance as needed. Passive is used by investors in 35 countries and is available for free Our second guest is Simon Boulay. Simon is a passionate entrepreneur and CEO of Wealthica, a financial aggregation platform that allows Canadians to track all their finances in a single dashboard. Wealthica is at the forefront of open banking in Canada and one of the largest Canadian financial aggregators with support for more than 140 institutions and over $11 billion in aggregated assets. Wealthica also owns Stockchase, one of Canada's largest independent financial websites. All right, now like I said, both of these tools are free to use with passive you can even get the elite premium membership upgrade for free if you have a quest trade account so if you're not driving right now i encourage you to check them out while you're listening to this episode that way you can actually visually see some of the things that we're discussing now the website for passive.com is spelled passive without the e at the end so p-a-s-s iv.com and the website for wealthica is wealthica.com all right so hopefully you'll follow along and now let's get into the interview all right, guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Hi, Colonel. Hi, Brendan. Great to have you both on here. Uh, we're going to be talking a fair bit about tracking our net worth in this interview and how we can automate it. But before we get into that, how should we be defining net worth and how do we actually benefit by tracking it? Oh, well, I'll take this one. Um, well, you know, um, Simon from Waltica. Um, so Waltica is a network tracker. So I guess that questions kind of go right in hand with Waltica. Um, the idea of Waltica is having your entire net worth, all your wealth in one place. Um, so for me, your net worth includes all your assets, obviously your investments, but also your house, your car, your wine collection, or anything you want to add, your pension funds, your retirement uh, funds, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, it's important to know your network to plan your retirement, but also if you plan on getting a mortgage, as the banks is going to ask you all the questions and come up with your own uh, with your network uh, to get you pre-approved. 
and to me personally, network goes a little further than that. Um, it's also a great way for me to track my goal. I, I I, I want to buy a Tesla, so I'm saving for a Tesla. So it's good to know where I'm at and what's the impact on my overall network. So uh, for me, uh, that's uh, that's important. Gotcha. Um, so Brian, I, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I do. Um, I, I kind of look at it um, as something that goes hand in hand with budgeting. So just like budgeting is helpful to understand your income and expenses, tracking your net worth helps you understand your overall financial health. health. So you can look at things like uh, what's your debt to equity ratio? Are you leveraging your assets appropriately? Are you overexposed to particular risks? Um, a, a common example of that would be that um, when people think about their net worth, they often sort of forget to include their house, you know, because it's just such a, a, an obvious thing that you live in and it's just there. It's not like you're continually tracking the value of it over time. And so if you're in a you know hot real estate market, then um, it's very easy for the house to be actually the vast majority of your net worth. And um, it's kind of eye-opening to see that when you have a network tracker like Wealth2Go, where you can actually put all these things together and stack them up side by side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point because especially if you're forgetting a certain asset like your house, I mean, if you actually are tracking it correctly, you can kind of look at that and say, wait a minute, I'm actually not very diversified because maybe so much of my net worth is tied up in the house or maybe some other asset, like, I don't know, maybe you got lucky on Bitcoin or something like that, right? And then now it's, okay, I'm a little undiversified here, a little too concentrated in one particular asset. Maybe that that kind of gives you that cue that maybe you should be diversifying a little bit more. Um, That's a great point. And keeping that updated as well, you know, keeping that updated regularly, uh, you know, that's uh, that's something that takes time. Um, so this is where a network tracker can help as well. Gotcha. And then, um, so with passive, you guys primarily deal with the investment side of network tracking, right, um, Brendan? That's right. Yeah. So it's less about network tracking and more about specifically your investment tracking. So things that you actually have the ability to control to some extent. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And then you get sync with the brokerages like we, we've talked about in the past um, so that you don't actually have to manually enter that data into your tracker. It actually just automatically will sync with Questrade, for example. Like I, I mentioned before, I use you guys all the time just to really see, okay, across all my, I think it's like what, six, seven accounts, <laughs> you know, I just, I just, I can just go into passive and see all of my Accounts see my net worth from an investment side basically in one go right at the top of the screen. It's it's super easy as opposed to having to manually calculate all of those and add, add all those up. Um, Simon, on, on your end, you guys, I believe, sync. Do you guys sync with brokerages as well, right? Of course. Yeah. We, uh, we are Canada's largest financial aggregator. So we, um, uh, and I know we're going to discuss this a little bit later, so I don't want to fall too sure. much into it. In the details, but absolutely, we our strength is that we connect to DFIs. Uh, we have support for most of the Canadian brokers, retirements, uh, and we pull the data every day. You, we also have support for cryptocurrencies. Uh, you can add, you know, your 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 assets manually, your car, everything in, together in Walmart. Uh, and we do calculate the exchange rates automatically. We have support for about twenty different most of the the world exchange, most popular exchange. Uh, uh, rates, uh, so you can have you know your bitcoins, and then we we, we consider bitcoins like a, a, a currency in Voltica. That, that's a separate discussion, but mm-hmm. you can we track the uh, the currency gains uh, for you as well. Gotcha. So I'm assuming some parts of the Wealthica integration are, are automated. So the investment accounts, the Bitcoin, those, I guess you guys automatically can update for people because you're able to pull the data right from the market. Whereas things, I guess, like your your home, let's say, or your cars, that part of your network tracking, someone would have to add basically manually and then make adjustments accordingly. Is that correct? Correct. 
okay. your in, income property. You know, we haven't talked about income property, but that's something that that's interesting as well. You you can track your uh, your your rental income in Valtica as well. So you have all your transactions. You know exactly what's coming in and your expenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. Great. Now it used to be that in order to to track your investments and net worth, you'd be really stuck with whatever your banking or investment provider gave you. And oftentimes you had to use a spreadsheet to basically get that holistic view of all your accounts. And it seems that now we are transitioning to more open banking where that's no longer necessary. Can you guys speak to what's been happening in regards to this, specifically here in Canada? We're talking about all these integrations you guys have with, you know, brokerages or banks and you know what's happening here in Canada and, and what should we know? Uh, so the state in Canada is that, you know, some institutions are opening up, uh, but most of the larger institutions, particularly banks, are still trying to keep their customer data in-house. Um, on a global scale, I would say we're somewhat behind the curve on open banking. Um, but we're in this interesting space now where uh, aggregation services like Wealthica and Plaid, uh, they they essentially allow you to do like unpermissioned um uh, like you don't need the bank's permission to pull customer data. It sort of um, allows customers to take back control of their own data and pull it into whatever sort of tools that they want. And so now that we have these sorts of things available, it's less important that banks are on board. We don't need to wait for them to develop their own APIs and to um, you know, have a plan for how they're going to work with third parties. We can just go ahead and do it. Yeah, well... You mentioned uh, you mentioned something in the in your question, Colonel. You said we're now transitioning. So I would I prefer saying that you know the transition has pretty much happened already. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of people throughout the last couple of years have realized they can get a they can get a better mortgage or a saving account with some other banks. So they started moving their banks. Um, uh, you know, it's it's. Uh, it's not our art as it sounds to manage your own investments. You can use passive today. You can use connect your quest, your quest trade account, your wealth simple account. Uh, you know, you probably have your employer maybe having some pension there as well. So the transition has already happened. People have more and more and more accounts across different, and I'm not even talking about the Neo bank or the new digital bank, um, the Mogo uh, of the world of Canada and so we end up with investments and banks accounts spread across different institutions. As, and as uh, I'm sure you've, as Brendan has mentioned, uh, you know, Canada is transitioning to an open banking um, or consumer directed finance, should we, uh, should we say in Canada, uh, which is going to allow Canadians to use third party apps of their choice and uh, allow those apps to access the data that they have. Um, I agree with Brendan, we're, we're behind, surely, uh, Maybe uh, in, in, in terms of, then? yeah, in terms of like the institutional support, not in terms of, you know, our ability to get that information by um, using other tools, right? Correct. Correct. Uh, but in terms of getting the FIs on board and, uh, you know, so compared to other in Europe, for example, it's, it's, Europe has gone a lot further, by the way. So just like in Canada, what we're looking at, and I'm very much involved in, in the open banking uh, discussions. I was on the roundtables uh, last year and just in December, the uh, the calls with the federal government uh, that took place, the consultation. We're looking at a regime that's going to allow read-only access at first, at least for the first, first step. And in Europe, just to give you a glance, they are already transactioning. They are already moving money through... APIs, consumer-directed uh, APIs. So the consumer can tell, okay, send money to, to Brendan. 
and boom, to uh, using an app of your choice. You don't even have to use your bank app. There's a, a whole market of banking apps online. You use the apps, you connect your bank account, and you can move your money, you can pay your invoices, you can do investments. So this is where uh, this is the future of the, uh, the financial industry. And Brennan mentioned how some of the banks don't necessarily want to play ball like some of the other uh, maybe maybe you know newer players. How does one get around that? Because it seems like you're still able to get access to some of that that bank data. So how does all that work? So there's really two ways of accessing the data. Um, if the bank has the infrastructure to provide an API or an access, um, we uh, we use that. Otherwise, um, consumer have their right. To their data. So legally, what you're doing when using when you're using Waltica, you're authorizing Waltica as an agent to access your data with your bank. Um, so we connect to your bank or to your broker account, whether that's through API or through other means, and we get the data on your behalf uh, to provide you with the uh, the dashboard uh, that we provide at Waltica. Okay. Because can you, just for anybody that's uh, new to the tech side of this, can you talk about what an API is? Just because we've mentioned that a few times, just in case somebody isn't really familiar what that is and, and how it works. Absolutely. Well, I for, I didn't introduce myself, but I'm a I'm a developer. I'm a tech mm-hmm. guy. I, I'm CEO of Fultica, but I'm also a, a, a developer. So thank you, Colonel, for bringing back to bringing me back to. Uh, <laughs> uh, but API are really a. Um, a way for computers to exchange data one to the other without human intervention and also in a standardized format. Uh, to give you an example, um, I'll just give you a simple example, but in French and in English, we have different ways of formatting the numbers, like commas or dot or space for thousand separations, stuff like that. This is a pain when you don't have an API because you need to handle the different formats. When you have an API, you have a pre-agreed you know, agreed upon format for the data to flow uh, between uh, the banks and the uh, and Waltica. And now a quick break to tell you about some of the resources you may find helpful on our Build Wealth Canada site. Hey there, I just want to give you a quick announcement that I'll be hosting the Canadian Financial Summit again this year, and I have free tickets for you. So the conference is 100% online, so no travel required. It's specifically for Canadians. It's taking place in the fall, and my co-host and I are bringing on some of Canada's top personal finance experts to share their best practices to help you retire early, invest better, lower your fees, pay less in taxes, and help you learn the best practices when it comes to personal finance and investing so that you can hit your financial independence number years earlier. Now, collectively, past guests of the summit have been in hundreds of media articles from major news and financial publications in Canada, such as the Globe and Mail, Financial Post, Global News, CTV, Yahoo Finance, and many, many more. I'm giving away free tickets to the entire event, so to get them when I release them, just sign up anywhere for free over at Build wealthcanada.ca. And that way I have your email to send them to you when they're ready. And also as a bonus, when you sign up, I'll also send you my PDF guide on the top personal finance and investing tools that I use specifically for Canadians. It's all free and all you have to do is sign up anywhere over at buildwealthcanada.ca. So that's the website of the podcast so that I know where to send you the tickets. All right. I look forward to seeing you there.
Also, since we're in the middle of real estate season here in Canada, I thought I'd let you know about a free resident mortgage expert that we have available for listeners of the show who can answer your mortgage questions. Sean is the best-selling author of the book, Burn Your Mortgage. He's been on CTV, Global News, CBC, and the Globe and Mail, and many others. He's a licensed mortgage broker, so I definitely also encourage you to reach out to him if you're looking to get a new mortgage or if your mortgage is coming up for renewal, as at the very least, he'll be able to provide you with a short list of the best mortgages that he's been able to find across all of Canada with the lowest rates. None of this costs you anything and there's no obligation to get your mortgage through him or use any of those suggested mortgages. I made a special page for Build With Canada listeners where you can sign up to chat with him for free and to help you out further. When you do that, you'll also be emailed the mortgage checklist, which is a guide on the top things to look for and consider when choosing a mortgage, whether it's a brand new mortgage or whether you're renewing your mortgage. So the page to speak with Sean and get your mortgage questions answered for free is buildwealthcanada.ca slash Sean. That's buildwealthcanada.ca slash Sean, S-E-A-N. And lastly, if you have any investing-related questions, I answer all questions from students of the investing course where you learn everything you need to know to be a do-it-yourself passive investor and pay the absolute lowest fees on your investments. And it actually shows you how to completely bypass the fees that robo-advisors charge, which can easily cost you tens of thousands of dollars over your investment lifetime. In the course, you see videos of me actually investing my own money so you can see how to do everything step by step. And I'm just an email away if you have any questions. These lessons helped us retire in our early 30s and we still use them to this day. You can learn more about the course and try it risk-free over at buildwealthcanada.ca slash invest. And now back to the show. And I'm sure many Canadians, the thing that comes to mind when it comes to things that exchanging information between institutions is the whole security piece, right? And are these APIs safe? Whether there's some some hackers or whatever the case may be, what if one institution gets hacked? And then we've also heard of some people be getting scared because they, you know they'll read those terms of service on their bank's website and says, hey, if you're putting your information anywhere but our site, we're not going to cover your back. We don't have your back because now you're sort of going against our rules. How does all that work with this API security Basically, not breaking the rules of the banks that you're using. Yeah, well, you know, first, I, I'm nervous. I get nervous as well when I have to share my credentials. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's it's probably a good thing that we have, you know, that as as customers that we are careful about the credentials. Um, for some institutions like Questrade, Wellbar, uh, which is now CI Direct Investing, uh, Interactive Broker, Well Simple, we use those APIs where you don't have to share those credentials with us. Basically, um, we redirect you to your bank or to Questrade, for example, and then you authorize the connection on the Questrade side, and then Questrade allows Voltica to access the data afterward. This is this is what we we always favor APIs. This is the way of the future, and this is where we're going with open banking. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on the institutions you are using, you know, sharing those credentials may not be a big as, as a risk as you as you think. You know, most uh, advisor platforms are read-only. You still have to call your advisors to do any changes. Uh, We do also take precautionary measures, like not saving your security answer when possible. Like, what's your what's your mother's maiden name? Um, So we take extra extra precaution uh, on on that front. And in the very unlikely event that there would be a total disaster and something is really bad happen, you know, the credentials are encrypted. Uh, and a, a, a hacker would still need to get just the answer to your security questions or have the MFA, you know, those numbers that you have to enter when you're uh, 
when you uh, when you log in with your bank. Uh, so there's a lot of things to be said about the security, um, but in terms of the in regards to the terms, that's a, that's really interesting, and that's something that comes up once in a while, quite often, especially at Voltica. You know, Cornell banks they need to protect themselves from fraud, and using the rest, and the restriction within their terms is is to protect themselves from fraud. Um, the bank terms aren't necessarily making a difference whether you are sharing your credentials with a recognized aggregator like Voltica or with your neighbor or with your good friend Jack, who's a financial advisor, you know. Um, and banks have been tolerating financial aggregator like Mint, uh, QuickBooks, and Waltica for many years. Uh, I've never heard of anyone, you know, having problems with the bank because they've been using Mint or Waltica. And interestingly, and maybe this bring, can bring the conversation a bit deeper, but interestingly, RBC and National Bank recent, recent, uh, recently added account aggregation into their own client portal. So today you could go on the, the RBC or the National Bank portal and add your TD, TD mortgage uh, using the same method that we use, the credential-based method. So they would ask you for your for your credentials for 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 TD. Um, so on one end, they are discouraging their clients from sharing their credentials for good reasons. I mean, obviously there are some good reasons, uh, but at this at the same time, they are benefiting from a aggregation and. Are pro and aren't pro they are not providing their clients with any other ways of accessing their data other than sharing with their credentials. Um, so I think that's an interesting question to ask. There's there's also the thing about terms of service that like they're they're not necessarily legally enforceable in all aspects. Um, companies often put things in terms of service which they would like to have and they want their customers to think about. But you know if push came to shove and there was actually some sort of legal action taken. Um, you know, it's not written in law. It's basically an agreement and there's things in there which are often not enforceable. And mm -hmm. to my knowledge, none, none of this has actually ever been tested in court. So um, it's hard to know what would happen, but I, I tend to agree with Simon that it's very likely that any judge would look at this and say, well, hold on. On the one hand, you're forbidding your customers. And on the other hand, you're doing it yourself, right? <laughs> it's kind of a, uh, an obvious way that they would uh, try to pick it apart. Yeah. That's a great point. And I've definitely seen that in other industries where, you know, you read sort of the legal disclaimers and all that. And some of them are just very absurd. And, you know, okay, these probably won't hold up in court, but they say it because, you know, for the off chance that it gives them a like to stand on or it, do it doesn't hurt for them to add an extra few sentences, right, in the in the contract. And then it's, it's yeah, and then it might not actually be enforceable. So, yeah, that's a really great point. Um, but guys, also, did you want to add something? Well, maybe just on the, on the fraud side, uh, tools like Passive and Waltica, they can actually help you uh, catch fraud earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, in Waltica, you can have daily transactions emails. So you could see, okay, there was a suspicious transaction happening yesterday, which allows you to react much, much faster. You could contact your brokerage immediate, immediately if that happens. And there's always the, this T plus two time or uh, I'm not exactly sure the exact delay that you have, but you can, they, can, they can probably help you out if you, if you reach out to them very quickly. And on the brokerage side, there's also the trading pin. I'm not sure if, if Cornell and Brendan, you're familiar with that, but there's a trading pin options on many broker platforms now that you can use to confirm a transaction. And platforms like Waltica or Passive, they're never going to ask you for that pin. So you have that, you still have that extra level of safety, um, despite, you know, adding to share your credentials. Can you talk about the, the PIN? I haven't uh, heard of that before. Is that just a PIN you have to enter every time a transaction takes place? Just that the way you might have to enter your PIN when you're buying something expensive at a store? Is it the same kind of methodology? 
Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I know Scotia has it for sure. Pretty sure TD has it. Most broker now they have that trading pin or trading password option. Uh, Sometimes it may not be enabled, so you have to go to your preference. But it's it's a fairly common option now. Okay. No, that, that, thanks for mentioning that. It's great to uh, that's great to hear, especially for those that want that extra level of security. Because um, yeah, maybe they they're okay with these apps reading their data and getting the reports and all that, but maybe they're not at that extra comfort level of actually letting them trade for you either. And so I guess this pin would be one extra nice layer of security where you know nothing's going to get traded even if there was some sort of issue. So that's great to hear. Um, guys, yeah, we've been talking about sort of the network tracking for a bit now. We've talked about your tools a little bit, but for anybody that really hasn't heard of your tools at all before, can you maybe first uh, take us through each of your tools, you know, what it does, especially when it comes to saving Canadians time and, and helping automate some of the more tedious parts of being a do-yourself investor as well as now with tracking. Yeah, sure. So passive focuses more on the investment side of things, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, we try to help you do things where um, you need to actually take an action with your assets rather than just reading them and seeing what they are and, and having this uh, you know static picture of it. Uh, we try to help people actually do things with their money. So Passive is a tool to automate your investing. It turns your brokerage account into your own personalized robo-advisor, and it gives you the full flexibility to invest in whatever securities you want. So if you were to compare it to a robo-advisor like Wealthsimple, um, you would see that Wealthsimple has a very um, constrained set of portfolios that they would put you in based on your risk tolerance. And there's not a lot of flexibility beyond that if you, say, wanted to um, focus your investments on um, on sustainable investments or if you wanted to um, exclude certain things. Like you said, I, I want to invest largely in this direction, but I want to not have any oil exposure. There's ways you can do that within Passive because it's essentially you have the, has the full power of a brokerage account. So all you need to do with Passive is choose a target portfolio, and then we'll monitor your accounts, let you know when your investments need attention, and we'll even calculate what steps you need to take in order to um, allocate new money, rebalance your portfolio, and so on. And what we find is the favorite feature for a lot of our customers is uh, our one-click trade button. So after we batch up these orders and say, here are the steps you need to take in order to manage your account today, uh, we'll give you a button you can click, and it just does everything in a matter of seconds. It's great. Yeah, I've been a big fan of Passive for for I think it's it's like multiple years at this point. Uh, <laughs> since you guys, um, you know, first kind of came came on board, it um, it's just it's great because I think a lot of investors do get held up by the rebalancing. That seems to be a very intimidating thing for people that want to be DIY investors. They want that control. They want those low fees. They want that tax efficiency that you can get by being a DIY passive investor. Uh, but the rebalancing thing can be intimidated. Not everyone's a, a spreadsheet nerd like uh, like us, <laughs> so <laughs> which is totally un- understandable. And so, yeah, with, with passive, you can basically uh, uh, do that and make sure you're actually in balance. And, and yeah, I will say too that I, I've mentioned this before when you guys were on before and at the summit, but I, I love the report reporting features that you guys have. I'm a huge fan of those. Uh, It's just great to go in there and see how all the accounts are doing as a whole, kind of one number, see how much they've grown this year, see what the dividends have been this year. I mean, it's just, it's just a really nice snapshot of, you know, how things are going. And so I've been, I log into it uh, quite frequently, uh, even though, you know, technically, I guess you're not supposed to be checking your investments all the time as a passive index investor, (laughs) but when the markets keep climbing like they are right now, it's just fun. So, (laughs) well, you know, we, we actually struggled with that for a long time. Um, We, we had an idea from the early days, let's build like a simple reporting dashboard to show you your, you know, total account value or whatever. And uh, for the longest time, we chose not to do it for that exact reason. You said like, as a passive investor, you shouldn't really be looking at that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you want to come in once a year and see how you're doing. And that's that's the responsible way to invest. Um, but 
you know, there's ways to provide that sort of functionality without um, trying to trigger the, um, you know, the, the gambling mentality. And right, stuff. Right. So that, that's what we try to do with our reporting. We focus more on the things you can have direct control over, like your contribution frequency and um, how often you stick to that plan. Um, we, you know, we'll also show you the total value of your accounts, but we kind of show you like, here's you, here's how your investments have been doing and here's how your contributions have been doing and have you, uh, been meeting the goals you set for yourself and what's your contribution streak. And, and that way we kind of separate it from like the things that are directly the result of your actions versus just something based on your portfolio or the market. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I noticed that whole, like you have a streak thing or, okay, how you have, you actually been investing consistently with every paycheck, which is a great, I think tool for people, right? Cause it sort of prompts you to do that. And you know, you're sort of dollar cost averaging in if you're doing it that way. And, uh, and yeah, so I, I think it's great how you're, you're in a way encouraging people to do sort of this best practice of actually continuously investing. Uh, so no, that's great. I did, I do find though that as like, I'm, I guess, semi-retired now, and I do find that it does, the reporting is very helpful for planning uh, things from the income side, right? Because you see, okay, this is how many dividends came in. Here's how much the portfolio has grown this year. And so if I do actually want to, for someone that's semi-retired or retired and you actually with, and you are now withdrawing from your portfolio, I find that reporting to be pretty helpful because you see, okay, if the market's up 10%, okay, so now's probably a good time. If I need some extra money because my cash reserves are getting low, now's probably a good time. Uh, you know what I mean? Versus if you see it's down significantly, then okay, maybe I should use my cash cushion, that kind of thing. So so I did actually find it, even though maybe that wasn't your intention in the beginning, because I think you guys are more geared towards people in the accumulation stage uh, as, as someone that actually does withdraw from the portfolio periodically, uh, I found it actually a pretty helpful tool uh, as well. Oh, good. I'm glad. Uh, yeah, the um, decumulation is something that's on our radar. It's not something that was like an original intention, but it's very clearly a mode of operation that people need from their investments. And we're getting more requests like people like yourself who are retired or semi-retired saying, I just need to take out a certain amount of money every month and do it in a way that doesn't muck up my portfolio. You know? Yeah. It definitely seems like a very underserved market in Canada, just because I, I run the financial summit as you know, and then this podcast too. And and you know, most people are in the accumulation stage, and so there's a lot of focus placed on that. But I definitely get a lot of um, or not, a fair a fair amount of people that are frustrated because they're you know they're approaching retirement or they're in retirement and they just want some good tools and some good advice on that. And, and it just seems like so much of the industry is on the accumulation phase, and and actually it's the decumulation phase that that's even more complicated because of all the tax implications and all of that. So, so that's exciting to hear that you guys actually have that on your radar. Uh, that's, that's great. I, I'm excited to see what you guys uh, come up with. So awesome. Um, and uh, Simon, uh, what, what about yourself? You already told us a bit about Wealthica, but yeah, maybe tell us a bit more, uh, maybe anything you haven't mentioned yet. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, so as I mentioned earlier, we are a uh, navigation platform. So we allow Canadians to see all their investments, all their bank account, their, their transactions in a single dashboard. Each day, we import your account balances, holding transactions. And really, what makes us unique is that uh, other than you know, having the support for, for the largest in terms of number of, of supported institutions, is also that we are the only one that's really focused on the investments side. So this is where we bring a lot of value. And also, we're, we're vertically integrated. And I like to give an example of a big oil company, take Suncor as an example, where you know they have the extraction. So we have our own extraction engine as well. So we are an, a navigator. So we pull our own data from the FIs. We refine that da that data. You know, transform that data. You know, we do transaction recognition, securities identification for you, and we have the dashboard. Though the Petro Canada gas station 
So we have that as well. Um, so this is really this is really unique, and this is where we really uh, how we're able to bring you know, the, the data quality that that, uh, that we have. Um, so with Voltaka, you can track your investments, you know, receive notifications of new transactions, prepare for tax as well. Connell, you mentioned tax, but we have the uh, adjusted cost base or in the realized gain report that we have, income report, fees report, performance reports, too, so that you can compare the performance across your different institutions or compare to a stock if you're lacking. You know, it may not make any sense to compare your portfolio with the Facebook stock, but you could take an all-in-one an all ETF, like a VGrow, for example, and compare your portfolio against the VGrow. Uh, obviously, connect your banks as well, mortgage, credit cards. Um, you don't have to come every day. That's that's that, that's that's something we struggled as well uh, in Wolfica because, you know, you're not supposed to come so often. Uh, a lot of people like the email notifications. So we have the transaction, we have the cash drag as well, which tells you, okay, you have, I don't know, $2,000 of uninvested cash. No, maybe you should do something about it. Uh, or just getting prepared for meeting with your advisor. I know we're, we're, we're talking about a lot about DIY investors, but you know, there's a lot of people still having the advisors and you know, getting prepared, uh, having a look, okay, what stock do I own? Which one performed better? Which one didn't perform as well? And be prepared for meeting with your advisor. Uh, Waltoka is free to use. Uh, you know, we are offering paid features in the platform. Uh, but we also offering a white label version for advisors and family offices uh, as well. And looking at your sites, there seems to be some overlap in terms of what each of you provide. Can you take us through the differences between passive and Wealthica? Is there a specific type of investor that each tool is more suited for? There's absolutely overlap. Um, like, like uh, I guess we've said a couple of times, is like Wealthica's focus is more on the net worth tracking, whereas Passive's focus is more on actually managing your investments. Um, and in fact, a lot of our customers use both Passive and Wealthica. That's kind of the, the interesting thing here is that even though there is a bit of overlap between them and we both have, you know, for example, reporting graphs and there is some aggregation functionality in Passive, um, the way that we do things is uh, slightly different with a different focus. Yeah, and I would add that that Waltaka isn't necessarily focused on DIY. Um, so you, you know, anyone can use can use Waltaka. Um, as uh, Brendan mentioned, we're, we're more of a network tracker, um, and yeah, we have a lot of uh, common users uh, for sure. Uh, and one thing that I would I like to mention is, you know, as an entrepreneur as well, I think we realized early on at Waltaka the importance of building and partnering with others uh, and not building everything ourselves. I think you know. Passive rebalancing tool is, is is one of the best. It, it if not the best for a DIY, so I would highly recommend checking checking them out if you haven't already. Um, and you know, there's there's it's just not not a good business decision for us to build a rebalancing tool in Wolpica. Um, so in, instead, we decided to partner with Passive uh, in the platform. So the platform was built with that in mind, the ability for you as a user. To use other tools, and uh, that the partnership with Passive, uh, as we've had one for a long for for a few years, like I think two two years now, we've had them as an add-on, or maybe a year and a half. Uh, so with the COVID, it sounds like time flows so fast now. But <laughs> but we've had them on the for how long, Brandon? Have you have been in the platform in the Water Cup platform? Uh, I think it yeah, I think it was uh, late 2019 that uh, that we launched our Passive Light add-on, um, and it was. Um, just a few months ago that we launched our full-blown integration where um, you can link uh, Wealthica to your passive account, similar to the way we link to um, other brokerages. 
That's great, guys. And one of the big developments that many of us have noticed is that, yeah, your tools are now integrated with each other. Can you take us through what that means for us, the end users, and how does that help us be more efficient and save more time with our investments and our net worth tracking? So there's really two, two integration between Passive and Waltica. So one would be, uh, as a Waltica user, you have access to our power apps or to the Know, the app store of Waltica, if if you want, where you will see different apps, some of them being built by Waltica, some of them by third parties, um, including the Passive Lite uh, add-on, which is available for free and which allows you to do you know, some basic rebalancing uh, inside the Waltica. And the other integration option is something that we've just recently announced, um, is what we call Connect Your Waltica. And is as a passive user, when you go to Passive, you can connect your Waltica account and allow Passive to receive your holdings and transactions, uh, just like you would do with your bank account or your uh, your broker. Uh, so basically, now you are authorizing Waltica to share what you have in Waltica with Passive, and now Passive can use the data to provide you with the same uh, features that they have with the brokers that they have direct integration with. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, the the um, power up, like you like you said, uh, was the first way that we that we um, built an integration, and that was sort of the easiest way to get started because it was something that we could build and put directly in Wealthica's platform, and that's great for users because uh, you know a, a lot of users don't like to have multiple accounts with you know overlap functionality. So if somebody wants just a Wealthica account but they're looking for rebalancing capabilities, you can have that with this power up. Um, there are, of course, some limitations with it in that um, because it's uh, based on uh, Wealthica's integrations with the financial institutions, it doesn't have trading functionality. So we will you know, look at your account and we'll um, do the calculations and tell you, here are the trades you need to make, but you're kind of on your own at that point because uh, we just don't have the functionality. So that was uh, the big push behind using Connect Your Wealthica. Now um, you can use the full-blown Passive app with your Wealthica account. So you can pull in all the information that's in Wealthica and not in Passive and bring it in there and balance your portfolio as a whole. And one of the most interesting things we can do is that if you're using Passive and you have um, a brokerage account like, uh, like Questrade, you can connect Passive directly to Questrade and then pull in all of your other accounts through this Wealthica integration. And even though you can't trade on those accounts that are brought in through Wealthica, we can still factor them into your portfolio. And you can actually use your brokerage account, like your Questrade account, to compensate for the fact that you can't make trades on the other accounts. So we can essentially use this Questrade account as um, a hack around rebalancing your portfolio as a whole, even if your other institutions don't support the trading. Gotcha. And then, Brendan, when I spoke with your team offline, they mentioned, and you're, you touched on this a little bit, they mentioned how users get more functionality if they use one of Passive's brokerage partners like Questrade. Can you speak to what users can and can do depending on which brokerage they are currently using? Yeah, sure. So there's three main benefits that you get um, by connecting your brokerage account directly to Passive. Um, the, the first is the real-time account data. So um, Passive, uh, when we connect to a broker, we sort of have like an internal policy that we only do it with the permission of the broker using an official API. And we do this uh, because it means that um, uh, it's, it's essentially like a little more secure for us because we don't have to be storing usernames and passwords for all of our customers. So it sort of reduces um, our risk in that sense. Uh, but it also means that we get first-class API access and we can read your account state um, in real time and tell you this is your exact positions and your exact balance right now. It gives uh, market data that comes straight from the broker. So whatever market data package you have at your broker gets passed through into Passive and you get all that 
information there. The trading integration is huge because we can actually place trades on your accounts when we have these direct integrations. And that's um, the big, uh, like I was saying earlier, it's, it's one of the things that people like the most about passive is being able to click a button and then it gets out of your way and just does it. And the last thing is the advanced reporting. So um, for brokers that uh, offer a transactions endpoint so that we can see the account history, uh, we can essentially pull that into our reporting tool and give you things like contributions versus your portfolio value, annualized rates of return, um, that sort of stuff. And you know that that is not specific to Wealthica versus our direct integrations because Wealthica does provide some of that. It's just that we're not consuming that yet. Um, and there are some brokers who don't actually provide that. Um, so Interactive Brokers is a good example of that. They don't provide um, comprehensive account history, so it means that we just can't use them with our reporting tool, unfortunately. Yeah, and it's so great to have that access to all that data. I mean, to be able to see, okay, across all your accounts, how much did your portfolio actually go up or down this year and and to actually see all that. I mean, that's so, so valuable instead of trying to put all these pieces together yourself. And then, <laughs> and I mean, I've even seen some studies where there was a, a thing they did with day traders where you know, they asked, well, how profitable have you, have you been doing day trading? And some of them actually got it wrong where they thought that they were profitable. But then when they act, when they, they had someone else that actually knows, knows more what they're doing, crunched the numbers, turns out they were actually losing money. But, you know, because there's all these biases and all this kind of stuff, right? So uh, so it just goes to show how important sort of this reporting is and, and to not kind of, you know, fool yourself. And, you know, this way, if you have all of that in there, it's it's very objective, right? It, it's all in there. It's automatically calculated, and so you can really quickly see it. So, um, yeah, that, that's great. So, thank you for for mentioning that. Um, and then, yeah, the, the last question that I had, we've already covered a bit. Uh, we already covered it. It was about the whole security piece. Um, but maybe, yeah, if you guys have anything to add if, if for anybody that you know they've always been with their brokerage or always been with their bank, they've never sort of used any of these sort of you know additional tools before for the extra functionality. Is there anything that you want to tell them to maybe help them get over that hump of okay? this is kind of going beyond their comfort zone because now they're doing, you know, these integrations and APIs. And, you know, I imagine some people just kind of get a little intimidated by that and decide to, to not even do anything at all. So what are, you know, any sort of pieces of advice you have for, for those individuals? First, I would, I would remind that, you know, as a consumer, as a, a consumer, you're in control, you know, you can, you can, I mean, you're, if you're dealing with the banks that doesn't provide good integration in Waltica, well, maybe, Problem is the bank you're dealing with. <laughs> you know, some institutions are 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 more are more open. Um, by the way, I would also add that the fact that you put your credentials in does not necessarily mean that the, we're doing it without the bank knowledge. Uh, Waltica has discussions and has some whitelisting in place with some of the big FIs. Um, we still use credentials because that's just the way it is. Uh, but you know, when we knock at their door, they know who we are. Uh, I did receive a call on the weekend from a CTO as a, at the large Canadian banks, um, and we were not, you know, hitting their servers quite hard. And they 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 traced us, you know, their the servers. They figured out it was Voltica, and then they reached out, and we 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 found some sort of agreements where you know. So again, not the case for all banks. But just wanted to remember to to remind um, that you know you are in control. You're dealing with an institutions. You may want to look at Questrade. You may want to look at Vault Simple, uh, which have APIs in place. Uh, call your advisor. Ask you know what what what's your plan? Like why why cannot can can I use a platform like Voltica? Look at the platform that you're using. For most of the advisor platform, again, they are read only. 
So I think this is can be can be a first a first step in getting you comfortable with Voltica. We've been in business for for quite a long time, well six years. It's not, but in you know startup fintech world, it's it's a long time. Um, and uh, try it out. I mean, sign up at Voltica. You can add your 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 you can do some manual tracking as well. We are working on adding a real manual tracking features where you could input the stock that you own. Uh, and by the way, Brandon, this is going to be passed back to the API. So uh, that's, that's, that may be something that, uh, that, that can be uh, helpful for passive as well. But you know, you can really create your portfolio. That's something we're working on. We're working on, on crypto integration, much more in-depth crypto integration. Right now, we do already some stuff, uh, an integration with another fintech called Coin Tracking, uh, which does crypto tracking, but we're looking at building our own uh, crypto tracking as well. So for anyone that's into crypto, that's that's a great way to start using Waltica as well. Awesome, that's exciting. Uh, yeah, I'd like to just echo some of Simon's comments there about security. Um, so, you know, we're, we're a tech company. This is what we do. And part of being a tech company is running a robust security operation these days. Um, if you don't, you get hacked very, very quickly. Um, you know, we've run some tests in the past just to see like how quickly a server would get compromised if you put it on the net without, um, uh, you know, using proper security protocols. And it's very fast, you know. So it's it's basically a baseline that you need to be running um, all of your services in a firewalled production environment. You want full disk encryption on all of these things. You want to make sure that your internetwork encryption uh, traffic is all encrypted. Um, there's essentially a very long list of things um, that we do to keep our system secure. And um, it's, it's just kind of table stakes these days for providing these kinds of services. Awesome. Yeah. And I remember one years ago, uh, Brendan, when, when I first heard about passive and we were chatting and uh, I was, I was, you know, playing around with it. I remember actually having the, was I had the CEO of Quest Trade and, and the, the, the CFO as well, I believe it was. And then, you know, they were basically saying that, yes, we work together, um, you know, with you guys, you know, this isn't, you're not going against the terms of use, you know, this is, we're actually have a partnership ha- happening here. So I remember that put in, so yeah, anybody listening, you can listen to the past episodes that we, we did on that. So that I know that definitely put me at ease, uh, cause I was one of those, you know, overly worried <laughs> people, you know, cause you, uh, and then, and then I think the other good thing I remember that got me over that hump, uh, years ago was, yeah, um, kind of what Simon already said is, you know, you can go talk to that financial institution that you want to integrate with and say, hey, guys, I, I wanted to integrate your data with Wealthica, with Passive. Um, are there any issues with this that you have anything at all? Like, you know, and, and then they will be able to tell you right there. And then that way you're basically getting it from the horse's mouth. You can screenshot to say, hey, look, they told me that it's OK. I'm not breaking the terms of use, that kind of a thing. And I remember, uh, you know, kind of having that conversation because I needed to ask question about something passive related. I don't even remember what it was, but I do remember just knowing that their people were actually trained and they knew of you guys and, and you guys had a partnership. Uh, this is even before I spoke with their CEO, you know, it's uh, th- that kind of helped get me over that that hump, I find. So uh, yeah, so I mean, definitely, um, I think these are, these are valid things because I just remember all the sort of media stuff with, with Mint and people getting worried about that. And so this is now, you know, we're much further ahead now and there's all these extra security measures in place. And and it's like you said, the, it seems like the industry is definitely headed towards more of the, more and more of these integrations, right? Um, so it's wonderful what you guys are doing. I'm a big fan. Uh, and yeah, as we finish things off here, maybe give us sort of one more thing about, you know, each of your tools, where can we learn more about them? Where can we try them? Uh, yeah, just, just let us know. Sure. Well, I highly recommend anyone check out our website at waltica.com. Uh, it's free to open an account. 
give it a tour around, have a look at the power-ups, the add-ons that we have. Uh, you will find passive, but we have other 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 add-ons as well. Uh, and uh, give it a try. And uh, if you use any of the like, uh, Quest Trade, Wealth Simple, Interactive Broker, CI Direct Investing, the integration works works almost seamlessly. Um, and uh, we're always around for support. There's a purple question mark at the bottom right. Uh, so don't hesitate to contact uh, us if there's any questions or uh, any comments. Awesome. I'd, I'd like to encourage everybody to check out Passive as well. Uh, you can find us at Passive.com. That's P-A-S-S-I-V.com. There's no E. Um, we're, as I said, we're a Canadian company. Uh, we're based here in Canada, despite uh, operating internationally as well. And um, we have partnerships with institutions in Canada to provide you the best level of service that we can get. Questrade is a good example of that. So we have an agreement with uh, Questrade where you can access Passive for free. And that's, that's the you know, Passive Elite version, the paid tier. Um, passive is available for free as well, um, just to get the basic trade calculations. But for the advanced things like reporting and the trade integrations, that's the thing that you would pay for. And with Questrade, it's free. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for coming on. And uh, yeah, definitely encourage everyone to check it out. These are great tools and it's good to support companies like this. Uh, I'm sure some of us have been on some of these other sort of banking sites and they, they almost feel archaic at times, right? Because they don't have some of the new functionality that that, that Passive and Wealthica have. So it's uh, it's great that you know we've got these companies building these these thing tools that are really, really helpful. I, I've, I'm a big fan. And uh, yeah, I hope you check them out. And guys, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you very much. Thank you, Cornell. Thank you, Ben. Thanks for having us, Cornell. All right, guys. No problem. Take care. Bye. All right. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Make sure you reserve your free tickets to this year's Canadian Financial Summit. Just sign up for free anywhere over at buildwealthcanada.ca so that I have your email and can send you the tickets for free once they become available. It's a fully online event. You can watch all the presentations and interviews for free from the top personal finance and investing experts in Canada. They'll only be available for a limited time. You'll learn an absolute ton. So just let me know where to email you the tickets by signing up anywhere over at buildwealthcanada.ca. And when you do that, as a bonus, I'll also send you my PDF guide on the top tools that I use for my finances and investments here in Canada. Enjoy, and I look forward to seeing you there. Also, that link again to get your new mortgage and mortgage renewal questions answered for free and get Sean's up-to-date list on the top mortgages in Canada from the 60-plus lenders that he monitors is available for free at buildwealthcanada.ca slash Sean. Again, there's no obligation. It's all free. You can get all the access and get a free consultation with Sean, who is our resident mortgage expert for all Build Wealth Canada listeners. So again, that's buildwealthcanada.ca slash Sean, S-E-A-N. And like I mentioned earlier, if you're looking to get started in investing or are looking to optimize your investments and are tired of paying high fees to your robo-advisor or your mutual fund provider, then definitely check out my step-by-step investing course where I show you everything you need to know to be a do-it-yourself investor so that you can pay the absolute lowest fees on your investments. And this can easily save you tens of thousands of dollars in unnecessary fees over your investment lifetime. To learn more and try the course risk-free, just go to buildwealthcanada.com dot ca slash invest all right that's it for this month thanks for tuning in and see you next time thanks for listening to the build wealth canada podcast at www.buildwealthcanada.ca